Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. Dearly Father, we thank you that we get to come uh, together tonight and be uh, in your presence and be the family of God uh, that we are. I just ask that as I speak tonight that these words are Holy Spirit ordained, uh, God, that they will pierce the hearts of the people that, that hear them uh, to bring long-lasting change that only your Holy Spirit uh, can bring. Keep us safe, Father God. We thank you for your guardian angels that are round about us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, our theme uh, for this year is Together, Everyone, Everywhere. And as I was starting to think about and pray about this message, I kind of just kept coming back to those three words and and was like, okay, well, where do we want to go with this? And, you know, there's been lots of chatter um, in the last 12 months, and I don't want to mention the... I was going to say the C word, but uh, the COVID word. Um, there's been lots of changes in our social uh, makeup and, and the way that uh, things are kind of done and how we've done things. And, and we've all had to kind of change and adapt. And I guess what we're also seeing is people are having to change and adjust how they socialise um, and how it kind of looks like for them uh, going forward. And now we're kind of on the pretty much the other side of that, especially in Western Australia. And we're kind of starting to get out a bit more and more things are going on and more opportunities to, to kind of be together. We're starting to hear about people's reduced social capacity, uh, where young people, especially the ones that, well, not especially, but ones that I'm chatting with who, you know, 12 months ago would have been out four or five times a week uh, engaging with different people, be it friends or family or serving in local churches and ministries and things like that. And you kind of ask them to do more and more things and they're kind of like, oh no, like two nights, I was out two nights this week and that's enough for me. Or, oh, how many people are going to be there? Oh, it's a big crowd. No, no, I don't want to go. If there's a small crowd, and it's kind of been this real shift uh, in people's uh, social capacity. And I think that the future, uh, we're going to see some uh, different academic papers and things about what the long-term impact of uh, this change in social um, play out is going to be and you know, a lot of people have kind of resorted gone to, so, to technology and you know, everyone knows and seeing the memes about uh, Zoom meetings and we can pretty much identify with any of them and we all play Zoom bingo now about all the different phrases that you're going to hear while you're on a Zoom call. But, you know, it's, it's made it easier, but also technology is not everything. Um, and it's also not about your personality type. People are like, oh, no, well, I'm an introvert, so I don't really like people. I actually don't agree with that. <laughs> I think that your personality type talks a lot about who you are, but it also talks about with your introvertness or extrovertness about how you recharge and how you refresh and how you uh, uh, re-energise. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you don't like people or not. It's just you are different in different social environments as well. But I also believe that God's created us to be with people and around people. And, you know, the Bible says at the end of Matthew to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Well, if you're not preaching to someone, then no one's listening. Uh, and so it involves people and it involves lots of different people from lots of different backgrounds uh, and things like that. And I guess I'm definitely someone that um, encourages people to have great friends around about them. And I've been very fortunate and blessed to have a great friendship network around my life, but also having uh, great mentors and people that can actually speak into your life at different times um, as well. You know, obviously the Bible encourages us to do the same in Matthew chapter 18 and verse 20. Why don't we go there in our Bibles because we are in church after all. And if you're using your app, then just close all the social media. 
and open the Bible app. It's the one that wasn't open for a while. Matthew 18 verse 20 says this, For where two or three gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. And so you want to make sure that you've got good people around you, uh, people who are like-minded and have strong values uh, that are the same as you. Proverbs 13 and uh, verse 20, it'll be up on the screen. It says, those who walk with the wise will be wise, but uh, the companion of fools, you will be destroyed. And so you want to make sure that there's the right people around about your life, speaking into your life so that you too can become wise. Um, And if you're unsure whether your friends or the people that you're hanging out with are good for you, then ask someone that you trust what they think of your friends. And hopefully they'll tell you the honest truth about the fact that now all of a sudden you're liking tea swizzle again. Um, And you probably should just shake it off um, and I'll stop. Um, But make sure that you've got people around you that are actually able to speak into your life uh, and actually bring, not correction, but bring clarity to situations and making sure that you're heading exactly where you want to go. Ecclesiastes uh, in chapter 4 talks really strongly about friendships and having other great people around you. Ecclesiastes 4 and verse 9 starts off with this, two are better than one because they have a good reward uh, for the labour. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion but woe to him who is alone when he falls for he has no one to help him again if two lie down together they will keep warm but how can one be warm alone though one may be overpowered by another two can withstand him and a threefold cord is not easily broken and so I want to ask you say who are the people that are around you who are the people that are coming alongside you and cheering you on and supporting you uh, and making sure that you know that iron sharpens iron that people are, are spurring you on when I look in the Bible and I, I look at read about Jesus' life and all the different things that he did, he seemed to always have people with him. Uh, and people were kind of, obviously he had his 12 disciples following him and there's lots of um, commentary about why there was 12 and what the 12 represented and, and all that sort of thing. And you can read that in your own study. And I guess for, for me as well, I've kind of come to realise pretty quickly that I definitely do ministry and do life better with others. Um, I, if I go to different places for work or go to a school or uh, go to a uni party or even go and travel to different regions around um, WA or even overseas. Um, I'm better when I've got someone with me. And it's also just fun to have someone with you and someone you can kind of chat with and, you know, decide what you're going to have for lunch and go, oh, look over there. And, um, but also, it's just that, that companionship about spurring each other on to good works and encouraging each other in that place as well. And so Jesus had all these people and one of the ways that, you know, we read about them spending time together was around communion and we read about that in Matthew 26, 26. And, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that a lot of you know the story about the crucifixion and if you don't, um, I'm going to talk about a great uh, online discipleship plan at the end of this service that can definitely help you uh, with some of that stuff. But Jesus had people around him for all the different seasons of his life, for all the good times. When he's feeding the 5,000 with the, the, the five loaves and the two fish, obviously there was 5,000 people there, but there were disciples there as well. There were other people there. When we read about other miracles that, that Jesus did and, you know, they're all in the boat and they cast their nets to the other side. There was a group of people there and there was lots of people around them at that time because I actually don't think that miracles are just for you on your own. I think they're for everyone. 
Uh, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that in a second as well. But there's lots of instances in the Bible where Jesus was with other people, when miracles happened. And one of them was around communion and having people there when that happened. And I think that part of that is that no matter what you're about to go through, have people that will be with you the whole time. I would love to read a study, and I'm sure there's one out there, and there's lots of people smarter than me in this space, but I'd love to know what it is about eating a meal together that brings intimacy and connection with people so quickly. Um, I've heard different, I've read some things on it that apparently part of it is about the fact that we open our mouth and show our teeth, and it goes back from primate, anyway. I don't know. Um, but around connection and, and what food does for us. And I think that's partly where we also go when we look at communion and as such a sacred sacrament that we partake of is because of that intimacy that it brings us to Jesus and how it brings us closer because we are there together, but also as a family of church, a family of God that we are as a church body or the people that you're partaking communion with, it brings that intimacy and connection that's even closer because we're doing it together. Make sure you know who those people are in your tough times. Who do you have in your corner? You know, when we go into different realms and different spaces and someone might ask me a question about, especially in leadership settings, people say, oh, so how can Red Frogs help me? And I just, I use the boxing ring analogy. I don't know why I thought of it or where it came up with. And I, I say to these young people and I say, look, we want you to be the best leader in this res college student life that you're a part of, guild group, whatever that might be for you. And we want you to be the best version of yourself in that space. So what I want you to imagine is that sometimes it feels like a boxing ring though and the, the hits just keep coming and every now and then you've got to come back to the corner and someone's got to wipe your brow and maybe put some stitches in or, you know, but there's always someone there giving you a bit of a, the hype man giving you a bit of a pep talk. Then Red Frogs wants to be that for you. We want you to be the best person to get back up and get back into that ring. Make sure you've got people like that in your world that are in your corner cheering you on. Make sure that those people are there when it gets really tough and you're really tired that someone actually lifts your hands so you can continue praising Jesus. Make sure you've got people alongside you that can be that for you in your life. And if you don't have anyone like that or you're a bit unsure what that can look like, then the first thing I can suggest for you is to get friends is to be a great friend and realise that it's only going to add to your life and be a part of it. Your miracles aren't for you, just for you. They also bring encouragement to others. We also read so many times in the Bible where Jesus said, um, after he healed someone, now go and tell this person. Now go and tell your family or one person. He said, go and tell your priest. And that was part of him getting, making sure that it was like recognised officially that the healing had happened. But it's to spare each other on. How much do we get excited when we hear about great things that happen for other people's lives? I had a friend this week or last week who got a, a, new, a job promotion and I was so excited for them. So excited about what that meant for them, knowing that they put in a lot of hard work and a lot of hard yards to get there. But make sure that you've got those things that you're sharing with other people about your miracles. Why do I talk about the, all the things that Red Frogs are doing in the community? Because I want you to get excited. Because let's be honest, this is a miracle. It's a miracle about the places that Red Frogs gets to go. It's a miracle that as a Christian organisation, that a little Red Frog lolly... 25,000 kilos of them throughout Australia. But a little red frog lolly gets us so much access into so many different places where traditionally churches haven't been able to go. And that's a miracle. When the media says about, you know, things are hard and, you know, I, I hear people say, oh, Christians are persecuted. And I'm like, I'm not. 
I don't feel persecuted. I'm out there. We're actually able to do stuff. We're actually able to have conversations that people aren't always able to have. And so I say that to you to encourage you, but to get you excited and go, well, what's possible for my community? What's possible for my school? What's possible for my university about what it could look like if I was just able to go in there and maybe put my Bible away, put my tracks back in my back pocket, but just show people that Jesus loves them. And just be the authentic hands and feet of Jesus. What could that look like for your community? How would that change your high school or your university if we just went in like that? But your miracles aren't just for you. They encourage each other. Hebrews 10, I love it how Hebrews 10 uh, puts it at verse 24. And let us consider one another in in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the uh, the assembly of ourselves together as is in the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. Miracles are for everyone. Because sometimes the person that is experiencing the miracle doesn't even have faith for the whole miracle themselves. They've actually come to you and said, hey, can you pray with me? I'm believing for this. Or can you uh, believe my grandma's sick or something like that? But maybe you're the next cog in the, in the chain for someone else's miracle. We read in Luke 5 and verse 17 and, uh, about the man uh, who was sick. And uh, let's read it together from verse 17. There's only a couple of scriptures. Luke 5 verse 17. Now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching, he's being Jesus, that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea uh, and Jerusalem and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Then whole men brought a, on, on a bed a man who was paralyzed whom they sought to bring and lay before him. And when they could not find about how they might bring him in because of the crowd, they went up to the housetop and let him down with his bed through the tiling into the midst before Jesus. When he saw their faith, he said to them, man, your sins are forgiven you. And the scribes and the Pharisees, just remember that verse 20, we're going to come back to that. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Verse 22 says, but when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered and said to them, why are you reasoning uh, in your hearts? Which is easy to say, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, rise up and walk? But that you may know the Son of God has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, arise, take up your bed and go to your house. And immediately he rose up from before them, took up what he'd been lying on and departed to his own house, glorifying God. They were all amazed and glorified God. They were filled with fear saying, we have seen strange things today. You know, I referenced, I made a marker on verse 20 there. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to them, man, your sins are forgiven you. Now, can anyone tell me the four names of the guys that carried him up onto the roof? We don't know their names. But they did whatever they could to get their friend to Jesus. Be that friend. Be that friend that goes, no matter how hard it is. Could you imagine getting a guy on a stretcher on a roof? Now, I guarantee that there wasn't scaffolding. I've seen some pretty crazy scaffolding. So would you, Mark Patterson, in Cambodia or things that they called scaffolding. <laughs> they wouldn't have even had that in those days. But they're trying to get this guy up on the roof because they want to do whatever it takes to get their friend to Jesus. But he saw their faith and his sins were forgiven. Sometimes we don't have faith. Sometimes we look at what's going on in our own life and we've heard firsthand the doctor's reports. We've heard firsthand the thing that uh, the bank manager is saying to us or what's going to happen. And so our faith is worn down. But when you have friends that come alongside you with faith, your sins get forgiven. 
Miracles start to happen because your friends do or did whatever it took to get you to Jesus. What faith do you bring to situations? The, my colleague in New South Wales who looks after red frogs are over there. Her name is Claudine and she's about five foot nothing. Um, Le- Lebanese uh, lady and she is fiery. But you know that when you call her, that she's going to bring faith to situations. That she's just going to speak and go, Hayden, why are you speaking like that? Don't say that. It's a dumb thing to say. Um, and she's going to bring correction because she doesn't hold back. I'll leave her last. So she was my wife's bridesmaid. I'll tell you this quick story. She was my wife's bridesmaid at our wedding. The last thing she said at her speech was, if you hurt her, I'll kill you. Um, to which my groomsman, my best man got up and said, Hayden, I would listen to her. I've never been more afraid of a woman in my entire life. Um, anyway, so that just paints a picture of who Claudine is, okay? But you've got someone there that goes, Hayden, what, what are you saying? What are you believing? Be that person. Be people's hype guy or hype girl where you're just like, let's believe together. Let's pray together. Let's believe that miracles and see miracles are going to happen uh, in that space. Um, because it's about the big picture. Because that's where miracles happen. Don't be that person that stops others from getting to Jesus. Sometimes I read things on social media or I hear people say things and I get grieved in my spirit for want of an old man's term. Because I'm like, how is that pointing people to Jesus? How is that actually being a positive representation of who we're meant to be as the body of Christ? Love people. See where they're at. Walk with them. Disciple them. Let them come along and see how you live your life. The good days and the bad days. But always point them to Jesus. Always let them see that Jesus is the end goal. Because the, pl- the part that you play matters. It's why I'm so unapologetic about what I ask our teams to do in Red Frogs. The late night pancake cook-ups. The early morning pancake cook-ups. I think it's... Next week, not this week, the 20-something, 23rd, Wednesday week. We have a 4.30 a.m. call time at UWA for an event. And the guy's like, it's a bit early. And I'm like, we're going to be there. And then someone's like, do all the staff have to go? And I'm like, yes, (laughs) they do. (laughs) But I'm unapologetic about that because I go, it's going to matter to those young people. Now, are we going to stand up on our soapbox and preach about Jesus and tell them John 3.16? Probably not at that event. But we don't know what that act of service, that opportunity in the doors are going to open because we're there. The young people that we're going to meet and we're going to, they're going to start the conversation by saying things like, you saved my life at Levis. Or, oh, my friend did Red Frogs and he goes to church. Do you go to church? And those conversations start about what, or the, the question we'll probably get is, why are you here at 4.30 in the morning? <laughs> and I'm like, because I heard what you guys have been doing since midnight, so I'm here to help you. Um, but, but being able to answer that question about going, because we found this life that is amazing, we want you to see the same thing. Be a good friend that's asking questions that matter beyond the weather. Eternal questions about who they are and where they're going to go. Make sure you're that friend that together everyone, everywhere, we're pointing people to Jesus, that we are a positive representation of who Jesus is and what he can do, not just through our life, but in the lives of the people that are around us. 
eternal questions like what it's going to look like for them. Have them dream about what their future could be. Have friends dream about what their life could look like. Because it's all inside them. The Holy Spirit is living inside us. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells within you and gives life to your mortal body. And if you don't know Jesus, I'm going to give you an opportunity to meet him in just a second, but that same Spirit lives within you. That same Spirit. The same Spirit that knocked that stone out of the way so Jesus could walk out of that grave. That same Spirit lives within you. So take that into every single situation. Take that into your high schools. Take that into your universities, into your church communities where you're a part of, your connect groups. Bring that faith to every single situation. Now, this doesn't mean you wear rose-coloured glasses and, you know, proclaim it and all that sort of stuff. No, no, no. But when Jesus taught us to pray, he taught us to pray that let it be done on, heaven, on earth as it is in heaven. There's no sickness in heaven. There's no poverty in heaven. There's no family dysfunction in heaven. Bring that faith to your friends' lives. Bring that faith to other situations. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you for who you are in and through our lives. We thank you for that spirit that raised you from the dead that now lives within us, that gives life to our mortal bodies. We thank you for the miracles that we see in and through our lives, Father God. But may it always be a testimony that points people straight back to you because it's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you. I thank you for these people that are here tonight that have heard what I've said or those that are online as well. I thank you for them, Father. And I thank you that as they walk out of here, God, that they will be energised to share your good works, energised to, to come alongside people and disciple them and see their lives how you see them. See everyone as you see them, Father God. Bless them. Now, while every head is bowed and every eye is closed, if you're here tonight and you're saying, well, Hayden, that sounds really good for you, but I've never met Jesus and I don't really know what this, this guy you're talking about is or who he is or, you know, I've not started that journey, then I would love to introduce you to Jesus. And it's not about a crutch. It's about someone to come alongside you and be your best friend and be your hype guy and bring that same faith and that same spirit into those situations. If you'd like me to uh, pray with you, then I'd love you to lift your hand so I know who I'm praying with. Uh, or maybe you're in another camp where you kind of say, well, yeah, I tried the whole God thing, but, you know, life kind of got in the way and I did it on my own for a while. But, well, I friend, I believe there's a reason that you're here and you heard what I said tonight. And, you know, Jesus is just on the other side of the door and all you've got to do is open it. He's right there. And so I'd love to know who I'm praying with for that. And uh, if you'd like to raise your hand as well, then I'd love to pray with you too and uh, reintroduce you to Jesus and seeing your life come around. Thank you. I see that young person there. That's great. Is there anyone else right now that goes, you know what? I'm ready to, to say that prayer one more time. Thank you. I see that hand as well and that hand up the back as well. Thank you so much. Then let's pray together and uh, church family, why don't we uh, say this together with them and encourage uh, those people as well. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you that you're my Lord and Saviour. I ask you to forgive my sins and come and live in my heart. May we do this together from now on. 
In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. I'd love to pray with you as well. Father God, we thank you for these people. We thank you for their lives, Father God, that you've entrusted with us. Thank you that tonight is a defining moment for them, Father God. That as you continue to reveal yourself to them in new and fresh ways, Father God, I thank you that the truth of who you are will come alive in their spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give those people a massive hand. Congratulate you. Awesome. Amazing. We're so excited for you and the journey that you're about to be on. If you did pray that for the very first time or maybe you didn't put your hand up because you were a bit like, what am I going to buy if I put my hand up? That's okay. Uh, I want you to send yes. Let's just have that slide up, guys. I just want you to send a text message yes to 0488-826-392. It's up there on the screen. And every day for the next 30 days, you're going to get a text message about 7 o'clock in the morning. It's a, a scripture, a Bible verse, and a prayer that fits on the smartphone of your, that sits on the screen of your smartphone. And every day I want you to stop for one or two minutes, read that scripture, pray that prayer, think about what that means for your life. And then the next day you're going to get another scripture. And at the end of the 30 days, you're going to invite it to continue on and go into other mini series of 10 10, uh, 10 day messages. Just keep saying yes. When they say, do you want to keep going? Just say yes. You'll learn about the Bible. You'll learn about Jesus. You'll learn about communion, what I talked about before. And then if you really want to know more, then uh, send an email to uh, yes at met- or go to yes.metrochurch.org.au and we'll send you some information about our online discipleship course as well. But there's also connect groups that are a part of this church through young adults with Michael Parther here and I uh, heard about all the great stuff that youth's uh, been happening in youth as well. And just head to our Connect Hub and they'll help get you connected uh, into the life of our church. 